welcome back to Try Not To Die. I'm your doofus Marquis, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola. Y'all mind if I divine in this shrine where the shard and I intertwine? Oh, 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 <laughs> Alright, Hamilton. Oh my god. Lynn! <laughs> Lynn! Lynn is in this house. Stop. Don't make the face. <laughs> I'm doing the Lynn face. Because they can't see it. Only I can. Okay? I'm biting my lip. <laughs> Ooh, okay. My I'm, hands on my chin. Immediately I am sweating. Well, I <laughs> The Lynn Manuel Mirandification of Taiko ITT. <laughs> Discuss in the comments. I cannot <laughs> with this intro. <laughs> Well, I hope that you are not too hungover from trying to win over your people, and you're not too full of shame from forgetting from getting Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> it's time for the recap. It always is. Last time, our hero and her new friend Kunik finished celebrating with the rest of the patrons of, the, of Fondumi Dirty before heading out to explore Affinage, making sure they left a good impression with those who would be watching her performance tomorrow. The two reflected on what had happened between them and the state of the first might for a bit, enjoying a beautiful moment near a small pasture of cows. It turned out that Kunik was perhaps reconsidering the ways of the first might, remembering stories from the older orcs and informing Zola that her parents were actually people who supported Mozzarella and suffered the consequences, resolving she may not be totally without allies. Finally, our hero headed to sleep, or rather, to meditation, summoning, summoning Stilton to fill him in on all that had happened since she met the elves. The owl familiar soothed Zola as much as he could before she asked him to keep watch while she attempted to reconnect with the space between spaces in her dreams. Guys, I was not ready. <laughs> Rolling a nat 20 to absolutely fuck my shit up. Do not <laughs> give me a little plane. I will use it. If you give a friend a plane, they're gonna <laughs> try and astral project into it. Um, Zola succeeded in contacting this plane, finding herself once again inside the void. Using this connection, she managed to use her divining abilities to bring her back to the temple on Edgefall Island she had visited many weeks prior. While there, she once again spoke with and saw the shard, now seemingly around seven or so years old. They were shocked that she had managed to use her powers to make this connection, marveling at the space and remarking that they seemed to remember it, saying it's all coming back. It's all coming back, all coming back to me now. Uh, before Zola could learn more or finish that song, <laughs> we can't copyright, copyright. Um, the shard told her to hold course, and she awoke to the sound of an orc acolyte outside her room, waking her for La Cultura. Zola joined the orc, leaving Stilton in the closet for safekeeping, exiting the Chiesa after a quick breakfast to meet with Barely. the crowd. <laughs> All right, you know what? I didn't know we were going to need breakfast. I should have, but I didn't know. Um, croissants? You guys don't have croissants? Not even a continental? I mean, what is this? No Duncan nearby? Greeting the crowds of people that were eager to see the former chief's daughter prove herself a true orc. After an introduction from Arjahan, Zola gave a rousing speech to her people, riling them up for her performance before being paraded around the plaza to the gauntlet. The first trial of Lakotora would be a test of her physical strength, navigating her way through an obstacle course with both Kunik and Telegio opposing her as she attempted to recover three keys and make it to the top of a Tuskly Tower. Can you tell we watched Survivor? <laughs> Though it was indeed an exhausting and resource draining test, Zola came out on top. I had to dig. You had to, you had to dig deep. 
The cheers of her people echoed throughout the entire Valley of Affinage, ensuring her progression into the second trial of La Cultura. And that is where we are right now. I sit down on the tower while people jeer and eat a little lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Munching down on the hot dog. I am also going to use my arcane recovery to get back some spells. Um, You guys gotta rethink the whole setup of this. You see there's some talk down and you see Ardrahan yells out, From now on, lunch will be served during La Cultura. First to Korea, strike (laughs) red. You see Gruyere writing down frantically, There's not the new rules today. (laughs) Um, So you are atop this tower and finishing your little short rest, taking a deep breath before you hear, as Chief Ardrahan slams his staff once more on the floor of his box seat, and the raucous applause dies down, eventually returning the city to silence. A strong body will fight until the end, but a strong mind will know how to fight to win. The trial of the mind's might will reveal if your might is true, intentional, and without question, or a physical fluke. You see, some of the crowd begins to move to, like, higher ground, climbing just so they can get a better view of you atop this tower. Um, you turn to the pedestal in the center that is a very simple, almost just like a, a log on top of here with a chest sitting on top of that. Ardrahan continues. Before you is a chest containing something pertinent to the final trial. Using the three keys you obtained, you must unlock the box to retrieve what is inside. Begin! The crowd remains completely silent as they watch you with bated breath. What do you do? So in front of me is the box. What's it made out of? If you want, you can do an an investigation or arcana check. It looks like it is made of iron, covered in strange orcish designs. Could be languages, could be just ornamentation. It's impossible to tell with your limited knowledge of both in this scenario. Um, But the probably the only other significant feature you see on it besides like all of these designs are three keyholes right next to each other, where you would expect keyholes to be on on a chest. Okay. How far away from the crowd I am? Like, what's the closest crowd members to me? They're, like, I mean, down on an angle, about 30 feet. Like, I mean, some of them are kind of getting a view. They're high enough where they can get a view, but no one is closer than 30 to 45 feet from you at this moment. I will detect thoughts on the crowd and see if anyone is just thinking of the solution. You essentially walk around the edge of the top of this tower, surveying the scene, and people begin to, like... Again, cheer and jeer, kind of. It's almost like you're parading around like uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You're like the heel, almost, kind of like looking out over the crowd, trying to seem impressive while you're simultaneously kind of warging into their thoughts. You hear a cacophony of different sounds coming from all around you. I mean, plenty of people are just like, oh my god, this is so exciting. The Strager Radius returned. I can't believe the Tusk exists still. How is that possible? You know, there's lots of these thoughts going through. You kind of try and focus in on orcs because you know that this is like significantly orc culture Mm -hmm. um and the closest information you can find is this one's always tricky can she even read orcish then i will if no one is like she doesn't know the chest is a mimic (laughs) then i will cast uh comprehend languages as i turn my attention from the crowd and kind of uh squat down by the chest and just try to get a good read on it 
Utilizing a pinch of salt and soot, you finish the incantation and your eyes flash, the letters beginning to glow. You do need to touch it in order to read it. Are you okay with that? I guess I will um, first kind of, I'll uh, chuck like a piece of popcorn that's on the ground at it and back up a little bit to make sure that it isn't going to set off like an explosion in the moment that something touches it. Yeah, you toss some of the rubbish that has caught its way up there um, and you see it just bing, bounces off. No no sort of glyphs activated. All right, then I will press my palm up, you know, against the text underneath one of the keyholes. All right, you go up and you press her fingers on the keyholes and begin to trace and you find a variety of different things are going on here some of it is just orcish designs some of it is language Uh, and begin to read those with might have the right to rule those weak of mind are never right those weak of spirit will be left behind you must find your center to survive the fight okay and the keyholes on this uh box are Um, There's one to the left, one in the center, and one to the right, correct? Correct. I will try the right-hand keyhole first with one of the keys that I have. Are they all identical keys? You take a closer look at the keys, (laughs) and thank goodness you do. Um, And you notice that each one of them is slightly different. Okay. One key is reminiscent of the tusk in shape. The head of another is just that, a head, like like a face, a bust. And the last has an eye emblazoned upon it. I'll try the tusk key on the right hand lock first and see what happens. You take the key, you put it in the rightmost lock. Uh, What do you do with it? I'll try and turn it. Okay. Uh, Which direction? (laughs) Now uh, I'll turn it right. Okay. You turn it right. Nothing happens. All right. I'll leave it in there. Okay. I will put the key that has a bust on the in the leftmost keyhole and turn it to the left. Okay. You take this key, you put it in the leftmost keyhole, you turn it to the left. Nothing happens. And then very carefully, I will put the last one, the eye in the center and I guess not turn it at all. Okay. You put the last key in the center, and nothing happens. Uh, I try and uh, jimmy the box. (laughs) You try and jimmy the box, and it throws open, and you watch spirits begin to swirl around. I need you to roll initiative. Okay. So close. So close. Oh, you're so rude. <laughs> That's so rude of you to say. Because I don't well, know I don't what else wa- to do. Well, I don't want you to go back and completely undo it. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like, all right, let's start from square one when you fucking nailed it so quickly. Uh, Four. Okay. Does it seem like the box is summoning these spirits? Or yeah, like they were inside? G- give me an arcana check. Okay. Fourteen. As the box is thrown open, you see that the arcane glyphs that you had recognized amongst the ornamentation and language do light up. And at this point, you recognize both abjuration and conjuration magic. Mm. Basically, some sort of abjuration is being used to make sure that the like keys have to be used to unlock this thing. And then some conjuration is summoning whatever's about to come out of this box. Okay. As the energy crackles throughout it, surging, and you see the keys 
shoot out and like tumble on the floor. You have to scramble to keep them from like flying off the edge. Uh, and you turn back as the crowd gasps and the chest begins to spill out this spectral ethereal energy, swirling like Pandora's box. The greenish light crackles and flashes as a spirit begins to form. An orc with thick braided hair, towering about seven or so feet tall, and dressed with the same equipment as you, though with far more ceremonial garb. Ardrahan calls from below. The first Dregorede! Grumsh has chosen quite a champion. Their turn first. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Stregorede! This ghost just looks to you and goes, I am a hollow shell of what was. Oh, I'm sorry. Not your fault. On its turn, you watch as it surges forward and tries to pour itself into your body. No. Give me a charisma saving throw. No. Well... But that's my worst one, Noah. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe I'll change it. No, yeah, charisma. Not it. 20, not 20. Uh, six. I'm going to use Indomitable. I got it, guys. You feel your consciousness slowly slipping away and a familiar feeling to when the Shard and Limburger played a little trick on you. You can't take me from myself. Ugh, worse, two. You freeze up. The crowd goes silent once more. You feel your head turning and looking around, viewing this space. You hear a voice. Much has changed since I once was here. You feel yourself beginning to walk towards the edge. Step by step. Can I speak or no? Yes, you can respond. When was that? Thousands of years ago, when the first orcs came to this land. Did you know Aletheia? Yes, I did. A powerful mage. Empress of the dragons. Cool. I know her daughter. That's great. Perhaps you will meet her mother. And you feel yourself step off the side of the tower and begin to plummet. You fall... And you fall hard. What the fuck? 19 damage as you crash into the ground and you hear from the audience as you begin to rise once again. Give me another charisma saving throw. Okay. Seven. You feel your body continue to march. The Stregorede, still in control, she grabs a hand onto the tower and begins to climb once more. She takes your turn to go all the way to the top. Do they keep you in this? I have been summoned. This This is your test. Okay, uh, so far I'm not doing well. No, you're not. But, but perhaps, perhaps I will give, give you another, another chance. chance. Yeah, do you have any tips? <laughs> well, the first thing was to not get possessed. That was a big first tip that you kind of missed. It's so unhelpful. Didn't you have to do this once? How did you do it? No, I didn't. I was the first one. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Kind of, 
Hold on. It's not like they teach it in school. Climbs up to the top. You see, there's like, what's going on up there? (laughs) (laughs) Just like standing there at the edge once more. All right. So you, so they, you started. This was a midlife thing you started doing. This is definitely anything I had to do or seen in my time. Okay. This is certainly not a tradition. Do I get to try again before you step off the tower again? What What makes you worthy of being an orc? Of being one of the first mighty people of this world? I guess, just like you, I keep climbing up the tower and jumping off, even though it hurts. Give me a charisma saving throw with advantage. I just want to roll a good dice. You want a different one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tis my lot in life. <laughs> Six. You take a step and fall once more. 23 damage as you <laughs> crash into the ground and oh, another howl from the crowd. Your body again picks itself back up and begins to climb and you hear a call. Come on, Stregorede! Back to the top you go. At the top, she turns your head, looking out over your people. Tell me, what has happened to our people? Somewhere along the way, they split from you, from what you started. They rejected my mother. And now they live with one eye closed, blind to what could be, and the other eye fixed on Grimsch. And how will you get their attention? I've been doing it for a month. You just haven't been paying attention. Give me another Christmas save with advantage. It's actually absurd when I'm rolling over you just here. Rolled two nat ones? No, I rolled a nat one and then the other one is another seven, so a six. You again take a step off. You're just proving my point. 20 damage. And the crowd. Oh! Repeating the errors of the first trial, you fall for a third time and begin to climb once more. You have to be yourself. You cannot keep lying. I know. I don't even really care about this test. It doesn't matter to me if they think I'm mighty, if they think I have spirit or smarts. I know what I have, and I know where I'm going. Maybe I just ended up here so I could meet you. You suddenly feel... Your body returned to you. Your senses become aware. You turn and you see the same spectral entity having now pulled itself out of you. And it nods. You will have one more chance. Next time, I will not be so generous. It sucked back into the box as it slams closed. The crowd once again silent. You got this! You hear Ardrahan call up. Yes, Snegrede, you're doing so good. Three times is not so bad. You still live. Most people are splat. 
um, Zola just not even paying them any attention. Um, I'm going to use my second wind, get back some hit points. I get back 13, so I'm at 77. <sighs> Zola sits down in the middle of the tower, Crips crops applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to try and think about this puzzle again. Those with might have the right to rule. Those weak of mind are never right. Those weak of spirit will be left behind. You must find your center to survive a fight. Slightly different, I will put the tusk in the right keyhole, turn it to the right, Wow, Noah, imagine if you and I ever were, had our minds able to align on what a puzzle means. This one is purposefully <laughs> the most, probably the most confusing puzzle I've ever given anyone. All right, so then I will put the key with the eye in the left hole, turn to the left, and then the key with the bust in the center hole. Okay. And then... So, Mike key going to the right. Right. Spirit key going to the left. Yep. Mind key in the center. And you're not turning it or you're keeping it as is? I'm keeping it as is. And then I guess I will back up and stand in the center of the tower. Is this the center? You stand in the center of the tower, which is right before the chest. Nothing seems to happen. Okay. I'll close my eyes. Hello? There's a silence, <laughs> and then you hear someone from the crowd, Greer. Hello? Shh, shh, no. <laughs> Are message, you talking to me? I message him, not you, not you. Kunik is audibly <laughs> swearing. <laughs> so um, you stand there, eyes closed. I'm going to try and find my center, I guess. I'll, I'll, I try and think about my conversation with the spirit and reflect on what I learned. <laughs> Okay. And see if that does anything. You take a moment, quietly stand there. Just some birds in the background. All right, that's not it. Can I try and like press the mind key in? You want to like try and push it in further? Yeah. You press the key inward, and you do hear a clicking noise. Is there a phone a friend? No! No <laughs> phoning a friend! Are you giving up? No, 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 no. She is not giving up? How could you even say that? You see, Cunic call out from below. <laughs> tell, tell him, Cunic. <laughs> Suddenly, guard turns towards her and unsheathes the sword. <laughs> okay. Oh. Must find my center to survive. I guess I'll try and push them all in. Okay. You push them all in, and the trunk opens up. You jump backwards, fearful that a ghost might once again possess you, but nothing happens. You pause, look around, and the crowd screams in euphoria, both surprised and impressed by your feats of strength of body and mind. <laughs> Everyone is yelling so loud, Zola just out loud says to herself, I never even know if I got the puzzle right. <laughs> Incredible! I didn't learn anything. <laughs> you approach the open chest and see nothing inside but an old, torn and water-damaged book 
It's black and green with orcish design that you immediately clock as arcane in nature. Beside it is a rolled up scroll. From his seat below, Ardrahan grins. It is clear why you were marked, young one. You are as sharp as your blade. Praise Grumsh, your mind is indeed mighty. The crowd quiets once more as Ardrahan slams his scythe. A mighty mind and body are nothing without the spirit to drive them forward. Fortitude of will keeps the warrior standing when all else fails. You hear the sound of grunting as, behind you, Kunik climbs up to meet you at the top of this tower. She looks hardened, almost like she's focused. She approaches you silently to stand beside the chest, subtly messaging you along the way. I did not know I would be part of your cultura until this morning. I'm sorry. Oh. Well, that makes sense. Sorry I gave you a dirty look. I was just surprised to see you. I am surprised to be here, but it is an honor. And as she finishes speaking in your mind, Ardrahan speaks once more. I am sure you will find the contents of that box to be very precious to you. The first is a spellbook. The second, a map. Next to you is the first of our kind to disrespect you. The first to attempt to usurp you. Prove that your spirit is strong and choose. Either destroy the box's contents and erase what came before completely, or kill the grunt who dared to threaten you and your power. If you choose the book and map, you can look at and keep them to do with whatever you will. If you choose this whelp, then your inheritance will be destroyed. Choose. You can only save one. And the crowd, spurred on by the Orgish monks, begin to chant. Choose! 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 What do you do? Zola immediately looks at Kunik and mouths, not even an option. She looks at you and messages you subtly. It would be an honor to die by your blade. How could you say that? She looks to the contents of the box. What is that? She looks to you, looks to your sword, looks to your armor. Why? The test of the spirit is supposed to prove that you are able to make difficult choices. To prove that you have the force of personality to stand when difficult decisions need to be made. Someone in your position especially needs to be able to do that. I will be grateful if you spare me, but you will lose the remnants of your mother here in Afinash. Strike me down and you'll have access to that inheritance. And she looks down. You can tell that she's afraid, but also that, you know, and this is a huge honor. And she, despite her fear, does also still feel that way. Kunik did try to kill me. When I came upon my people in the woods, she believed so strongly in all of you, in the return of this blade. She was willing to risk her life 
she was willing to fight for you? There is nothing weaker than stripping that spirit away from someone just because you can. And I'll close the lid to the box. You close the lid to the box, sealing it, choosing to let Kunik live rather than utilize whatever's in this box. I made it this far without whatever's in there. I choose this. The crowd is stunned, pausing for a long moment before you hear Gruyere call out. Long live the Stregorede! She has returned! And the crowd cheers, some joining in on the chant as Ardrahan smiles up to you. Welcome to the family, Gorgonzola. Several of the elite guards step forward and you see them throw grappling hooks to the top of the tower, sort of providing a means to scale down. The crowd continues to cheer as slowly but surely the various leaders and guards begin to make their moves to leave the stadium. What is Zola feeling right now as she stands atop the tower and you watch as Kunik looks to you and smiles and goes, I could have never been the Stegrede. I don't know what I was thinking. And she turns and begins to make her descent. Watching Kunik walk away, just having put her life completely in the balance for someone that she's just met, Zola is like disgusted and infuriated and just like, this is, this is so backwards. This is so backwards. This isn't an honor. She just starts climbing down. You climb down and rejoin the masses. You see Ardrahan is first to come over and greet you and clasp you on the back. Welcome, welcome. Thanks. Today we celebrate. You kind of got me with the puzzle. Ah, it's always a tough one. We switched that one up a little bit. And the last one, of course. Not everyone has the same sort of situation as you. But you did outrageously well. And also whatever was in that map and in that spell book zola's like i don't know if that was a trick but dangling potentially my mother's lost possessions or the strigarade's lost possessions like that it's just she's like what are we playing at here you what is this mind fuckery? <laughs> Absolute mind fuckery. Ardrahan smiles at you, kind of reading your stunned silence in a way as just the overwhelming feeling of having passed these powerful and intense trials. He goes, All right, come, let us feast. The leaders of the First Might and many others will want to meet you firsthand. Okay, I'm ready. Do I get maybe a snack or something before that happens. We are heading straight into the meal this great, time. Great, great. See, normally people are willing to wait for the meal at the end, but, you know, I, I think that it's maybe would be a little better, too tough. You'll have better outcome rates at the end if you give them breakfast first. Yeah, we are having a bit of a shortcoming in recruits because I keep on failing people. You know what? We will definitely do that, but let's, we can go feast now. Wonderful. I have a request. Name it. My faithful... Ally, Kunik, by my side, please. At 
all junctures of whatever happens today. He looks towards Kunik, who at this point is kind of exiting with the crowd, and he looks to her and then back to you and goes, Someone so lowly is not worthy of your presence, but you insist? She may be dishonored to you, but I admire her spirit. Let me build her back up. She'll do well with the company of a Strigoridae. I can see a spark in her, and she casts well as well. She was a valuable warrior. Shame she stakes so much on a duel with someone who is so much mightier than her. But if you would have pity on her, then I shall as well. Family is everything. Just like in the Fast and Furious place that we love so much. Hear your family. Yes, hear your family. <laughs> now, let us go feast! And the elite guards around you, you are guided through the crowd and back to the Chiesa. You see several of the First Might leaders already waiting there. A grizzled gray, rusty brown knoll with one black eye and one misty yellow one. A snarling, half-broken smile across his face, wearing a hooded white robe covered in jagged green symbols. Then beside him you see Gob King Shite. The nasty robin egg blue goblin is in a fluffy green king's robe, lounging atop a bugbear somehow rigged with several goblins tangled together to form a throne. The little <laughs> blue goblin that he keeps on a leash next to him in rags cowering below him. Oh Looming beside them is the tallest of them all. 20 feet tall, bluish gray skin that almost looks like marble, this colossal stone giant woman in thick hide armor. They all nod to you, and with the elite guards around you and Ardrahan, you begin to enter the Chiesa, and you watch as several guards split off under Ardrahan's command to retrieve Kunik and bring her here. You enter into the Chiesa, the giant barely able to fit through the doorway, uh, following with the other leaders in tow. Through the hallway, you walk into the massive domed structure, the fire still burning high, though the skeletons have been long crumbled away. And as you enter, you see long wooden tables and benches are being brought out from the side hallways by acolytes, several set out to the left and right of the central pit, the last opposite the entrance, kind of a main table for you all leaders. People rush to and fro, working hard to decorate and get food on the table. Clearly, they weren't sure if you'd succeed uh, and are hustling <laughs> to ensure that the feast is ready. Oh, wasn't this set up already? You know, they have it prepared in the back, and then if you fail, then, you know, it's like the staff gets to eat it kind of situation. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you are... I just go have a sad sandwich <laughs> in my room? All right. Um, you are with the rest of this group guided around the fire, uh, and by the time you get to the table on the other side of the pit, casks of ale and bottles of strong liquor have been brought in, and drinks are flowing. Roasted beasts, vegetables and cheeses, and pastas are being placed on the various tables before you. A spread so mouthwatering you are forced to wipe your mouth of drool. It has been quite a while since you've had food as fine as this. And this looks to be the finest food that could possibly be had in all of Affinage. After everyone, including a small crowd of guests from each clan, are in place, seats are taken except for Ardrahan, who raises his glass, a grin on his face. Gob King Shite, Giant Queen Stoned, Hiani, the No Lord. Today we welcome the fine young orc into our culture. Strong of body, mind, and spirit, she will be a powerful foe to all who oppose our might. Salud! 
The others raise their glasses, the giant using a literal barrel of the stuff to toast to you um, and begin to down their beverage, assuming you do the same. Yes. You drink. It is very, very strong alcohol. You imagine that this is, like, aged far beyond, perhaps even it should be aged, um, as it almost burns in your throat. Um, And... As people begin to dig into their food, which is, by the way, absolutely incredible, juicy, flavorful, heavily spiced, it is the tastiest cuisine you've had since your father's home-cooked meals. But as everyone eats, you see the Gob King speaks up at your table. Today was very good, very good indeed. Gob King happy when you fall so many times. Tell me, Stregrede, how did you become Stregrede? Lazana was lost, was it not? Thank you, Gobkinshite. I'm so happy that I could be of entertainment to you. I became the Stregarede somewhat unbeknownst to me. I fought many enemies. The tusk was but a rusty sword in my basement until I found it. It was simply fate that drew me to it and brought me through the trials necessary to connect my spirit with that of the former Stregarede's. Give me a deception check. Though this is not entirely deceptive, you do know this came from your mother, and it sounds like this Goblin King is attempting to kind of suss out how much you know about that. Right, okay. And I'll tell you this, he does not have very high insight. (laughs) Kill. Kill. I mean, other people might know, but he certainly... Uh, Mm, 11. He looks to you. Hmm. Fascinating. Isn't it just? The knoll beside him, Hiani, tears the meat clean off the bone and tosses it into the bonfire beyond. You are quite a sight to be seen. So unlikely to have made it all the way here without any help. Oh, I had plenty of help. Oh, Sure, that you know, the odd ally you run into, and then also, well, Groomsh, who returned me himself from the grave, that was the ultimate help. Lots of, like, mm, yeah, yeah, a lot of agreeing nods from the orcs <laughs> throughout the space, and you see some of the gnolls and goblins are like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Very uh, helpful to have a god on your side, isn't it? The knoll nods, indeed, indeed. Well... No one else helped you? You are quite powerful. Very, very powerful. I try. The giantess looks to you now, but speaks to Ardrahan. Ardrahan, how much does she know of our current situation? Do you truly think she is the key to retaking our land? Ardrahan stops eating wipes his hands on a cloth, and then slowly removes his black blindfold, his red eye burning as he looks back to her. I will teach her. Do not worry. She will learn, and together we will be strong enough to conquer not only our lands, but the lands of all who have dared to cross us. The snarling hyena yelps with (laughs) hyena-like laughter, and the Gob King smiles, cracking the leash around the small blue goblin at his feet to send him whimpering under the table. She has quite a lot to learn. Ardrahan's red eye focuses on the Goblin King. And she will. Will you all fall in line when the time comes? 
The Goblin King scowls and returns to his food. Yes, yes, my legions are eager to spill human blood. Elf blood, too, if there's an opportunity. The Lord of the Knolls nods and continues his unsettling laughter, but the giant queen looks away, almost ashamed. My people will be harder to convince. Bob, king of the hill, will be ready. She nods towards the hill giant, who you recognize from your night prior. Holy shit. Um, who is fully downing a cask um, himself, talking to some fellow goliaths nearby. But Cole and the fire giants will have taken to the western Ouroboros, and Halt and the frost giants prefer the ice of Ender's Helm far north. Perhaps if there was a show of force... Ardrahan smiles, pulling his blindfold back over his eye to return to his meal. Like shattering Ivarom? Everyone stops, and Ardrahan turns to you, still chewing. Tell them... Stregorede, tell them how we will conquer our creator's eldest foe. It's true. Ardrahan spoke of it to me, but Grubsh spoke of it to me first. Since beginning my travels, I have begun to experience visions like Grubsh's speaking through me, showing me what he sees with his one eye. And I see it. A great army marching on Iverholm, made up of all of our forces. A, a mighty circle, a great gate, and from then on, fire and chaos and victory. Is that what you see, Ardrahan? You hear a giggle from Gaub King. Yes, yes, yes! And you see Ardrahan smiles. Indeed. We will march on Ivarom. We will crack its arcane bubble and shatter the crystal city. Then we will march west to Chilvin to take their gate. The other leaders look and begin to nod. And you see Arjahan looks to you. And we will lead them. And we will guide him back to our plane. So you see the plan I see. And he has told me we will march to Everholm on the human holiday known as Harvest Peak. Nods of agreement. Harvest Peak, an excellent idea that gives us plenty of time to finally rally our forces and begin preparations. You see the other members of the First Might nod and a ripple of excitement begins to spread throughout the Chiesa, people nodding and talking and already conspiring about how excited they are to retake their land. Forgive me, Sasardote, but I lack some of the context. I'm wondering, and I'm kind of saying this quietly as like the hall is starting to buzz and people are dining and talking about our plan. Yeah. I wonder, why does my arrival change your ability to march on Everholm, what 
Were you missing why not years ago or a day ago? With the tusk, we are united at our full strength. You must understand, the people, they need a strong hand. They need a symbol that will guide them. It has been hard times, Tergrede, I will not lie to you. And with your return and the symbol of what that means, it will bolster our forces. We are strong, but we lacked the purpose. My vision showed me that this would bring that purpose. And the tusk, and he looks to you and nods to the tusk on your back. Well, you've already unlocked so much of its power, and it only becomes more powerful as you use it. You are our secret weapon, so to speak. Uh, but tell me, do we truly, and of course, I know that our power is great and our alliance is strong, and the elves, of course, weak and foolish, Of but course, fucking so weak. Frail thin. Super weak. They don't, they like, I mean, I feel like they're all pescatarians. They, they couldn't. Yeah. I think about Cicero's putting down ribs with me on Drifton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but what of Everholm's tactical defenses? I mean, do we truly have enough manpower, a city of refugees, to march into the magical woods of the elves? Doubtless they will scry upon us and see us coming. He smiles. That eye of yours is always looking out, always making a plan. Do not worry, Stoigrede. This city, though it seems like a run-down, haphazardly made settlement, it is far more than meets the eye. Interesting. I trust your vision. He smiles. Good. So, let us enjoy ourselves. Ah, feel free to mingle. Have a good time. You look out at this point and you see that Kunik is sitting amongst the other orcs. She's not far from you, but she just wasn't allowed to sit at this table. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. Be careful. Be safe. I must look out for you. Be safe. I'll have two drinks. No, you could go, you could go fucking crazy. <laughs> but do not leave. Where would I go? Exactly. And he rises and walks over to uh, Stone, the giant queen, and goes, let us talk more about the giants. I think we can make way with Halt. And the crowd again kind of grows in noise as the meal continues. And it continues for quite some time. There is entertainment provided by the finest performers from each of the First Might's people. Those three goblins, again, make another performance, of course. It's an absolute banger. Brings the house down. Um, you also see a traditional orcish dance done by the monks, led by Griere, of course. What, what, what is the dance like? <laughs> what do you mean, led by Griere? Of course. Oh. <laughs> 
trying to get right by it. <laughs> there is, it is, it starts off, it's very synchronized. And they start by like coming in from the sides in unison, chanting together, rising in volume until they begin to spiral around the circle in the center, around the pit, um, throwing their arms up and down. Um, then they stop and turn and begin to spin. Spin outward and outward, counterclockwise and then clockwise, back and forth like whirling dervishes throughout the crowd. At a certain point, they stop and they'll like put a hand out to someone and pull them up and you get to dance with them. whooping for Grier. (laughs) Grier is absolutely in the center of it all, um, like right before you guys at your table and he's on his head doing like spinning break dancing. It is quite a feat. There's lots of aerials towards the end as they begin to like launch themselves over the bonfire and then eventually it settles and the crowd roars in approval um but that is the vast majority of the meal you guys eat and are merry uh and it isn't until you look out towards the hallway that leads out of the chiesa and see that the city is bathed in orange light from late afternoon sun you realize that you've been partying now for like easily six hours straight Things are much rowdier with the guests, with the guests, um, with the various guests loudly conversing over the remains of their meal. Drinks sloshing as people get drunker and drunker. The the other leaders have broken off. Stone sits with her people, some Goliaths in it, and you know, Bub the Hill Giant, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> King of the Hill. <laughs> I, insane of you. I do. Um, I sit and I have a drink with with Bub for a second. We probably don't talk about much, but we just. Tower fucking said we found the tower. Damn. You like that? Damn. You get up most of the time. They just splat on the ground. Yeah. You got up. It hurt. What for was sure. you in that? I don't really get what this orc thing is. My ankle really hurts. Yeah. It looks swollen. It was Almost a- as big as mine. <laughs> Slams his foot Whoa. on the table and cracks it slightly. You know, man. Ghost spirits. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you want another drink? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, you see, um, you guys continue to drink. Hiyani and his kind are chatting with some orcish monks and warriors including Toledjo who you see is here the goblins are all over the place they are mostly bullying the little blue goblin for a bit before Gob King sends them to get drinks for him as he chats with Ardrahan it seems like you are after you know Bub goes and gets a drink and you see like a classic party moment mm-hmm. he just gets distracted by someone else and is talking to mm-hmm. them you're kind of left alone for a moment and you see Kunik kind of takes advantage of it and comes over to you and goes Hey, how's it going? Hi. Okay, overwhelming. We've been here for a while. Your first feast as a true orc is quite exciting. Have you been drinking? Uh, just a bit. Okay, let's get fresh air. Do you think we can dip? Clocks the elite guards who have been watching you this whole time. We might be tailed, but we certainly are allowed to go outside. I also am like a little bit tipsy and I kind of lean in and put my hands on... Kunik's shoulders and say, let's go to the ladies' room. Great idea. Uh, it's actually a totally non-gendered bathroom system, so 
it's very progressive in that way, despite literally everything else. Great. <laughs> yeah, humans split it right down the middle. It's really weird. Weird as hell. Why would they do that? Um, you guys head off down a hallway and into the bathroom. It is a private bathroom, so it, it's like the one that is essentially down the hall from where your bedroom is, actually. Um, the two of you enter in there. There's enough space for the two of you, and there's just, like, a few small stalls to be used. Okay. I uh, go in, and I sit down and pee, and while I'm peeing, I call out, Have you ever been in your sewer system? Um, there isn't so much of a sewer system, if I'm being honest. Um, things are handled differently. This is, uh, I can't believe you're asking me about this. Um, a lot of the waste product is used as fertilizer. And we try and recycle a lot here because we have very limited right. resources. No sewers, no sewers. And, um, this city, it, well. There's something under it? It's not exactly permanent. Well, it's become permanent. But it can be quickly made unpermanent. What do you mean? I come out and you wash my hands. <laughs> you come out of the stall, wash your hands. She is leaning against the wall and goes, The city was designed so that it could be moved, if need be. The towers themselves can be rigged up, and all of our homes, it's pretty much movable. Some of these buildings are actually from, from Maji. With magic or gnome technology or? A bit of magic and a lot of manpower. That's what he meant. I mean, you gave two weeks time, so that's pretty much exactly what they need to really get things moving. Good plan, by the way. Do you believe in it? Well... I think that you are divinely chosen by Grumsh. A god is speaking through you and, and Sasodote Arjahan. If a god believes that this is the path, then it must be the path. I message her. What about the other gods? Are there other paths? She looks to you. I don't know any of them. We are taught one god. No, you've got to know the other gods. I mean, Grumsh's brother is a god. I mean, we know Grumsh has several demigods he he has under his control, but I... A brother? Karelin? He... The... He, he created the elves. You know, we're, we're all related. That's ridiculous. No, Karelin is... Is the eldest enemy of Grumsh. His brother... That brother? You're telling me. And she like pauses for I'm a moment. just nodding at her. There are other gods too. One who created magic. One who essentially created the role of the Stregorete. You, you sh shouldn't be telling me this. We can get in so much trouble. Who can Please. hear me right now? I'm in your head. She looks around. They can't read your mind, Kunik. They can't tell what you believe from your eyes. I know you care about the people here. I know you care about your home and 
I'm washing my hands still, like under the running water, looking at her in the mirror as she stands behind me, looking dead in her eyes. But, but do you believe in the plan? Is that what you want? Is that what you think is our destiny? Conquer the elves, kill everyone who isn't an orc, take over all of Emeralia, all of Feyfall, all of it. So it's just us. Is that, is that the plan to you? Give me a persuasion check. Okay. It is a 10. She pauses. I want our people to be safe. I want our people to be provided for. I want our people to live on the land that we were living on since we came here. This path is, yes, maybe it is dangerous, but it will lead us to our home, right? I want it too, Kunik. Seeing all of this, it makes me angry what we were denied. But I don't know. Do we deny it to others? Is that what you have to do? Come out on top? Or is there a center you can find? Just something I think about, and I finish up washing my hands, grab a towel, and walk out of the bathroom. She catches you before you head out and looks at you. What do you want? Why are you here? It seems like you... There's something else going on. Do you really believe? You ask why I came to Afanash? I came to find my mother, Kunik. She's... Unfortunately not here. I know. I wish I knew how to help. All I know is that she left. I know, which is why I have to go. She lets go of you. When will you leave? How will you leave? I guess I'll just do what I do best. Try to be invisible and try not to die. But you don't you don't know anything or or anyone who might know someone who could help me. A word, a direction, east, west. She pauses. Arjahan is the only person who has the power and perhaps the knowledge of where she might go. 
You chose me today over your mother's spell book and what could have been a map. Maybe he destroyed them. Maybe they're still in that chest. He would be the one to talk to about it. As ironic as that is. Why would he dangle that in front of me? That's what the test is. What better way to test your spirit than see if you are willing to kill someone in cold blood or destroy the only connection you could have to the only family you have left. So awful. Things are tough here, but it makes us tough. Give me an insight check. Nine. You hear her say that and you look at her. And she goes, Should we go back and enjoy the rest of your party? Because it is your party. Yeah. I'm not really in a partying mood. Why don't you walk me to my room? Okay. She follows you out of the bathroom. I grab like two random bottles of alcohol that are just <laughs> from like the pile that they've been taking from. <laughs> yeah, you see Grier walk by with a tray that has a bunch of bottles I on it. I take the tray. You take the tray. Oh, I, yes, Dregoretti, of course. Of course, <laughs> for you, anything in the world. As you are led off um, and she brings you to the curtain that is preventing, you know, keeps your room closed off from the rest of the Chiesa. You did excellent today. And I'm so sorry that I couldn't have warned you about what was to come. Oh, no, that's that's not your fault. That's definitely not your fault. Zola feeling nervous and like maybe she could be making a mistake. But she, as we're kind of standing there, like taking swigs out of wine <laughs> bottles, um and like chatting by my door um i message her and say i'm going to try and find that box she finishes her swig looks down the hallway towards where sacerdote arjahan's office is and goes i We'll go and provide a distraction. Why don't you go in the bathroom and let the guards know that you're going to coach me through all of the stomach pain I'm having from all the heavy orc food? The shit in the toilet plan always will work. All right. Great plan. I don't see any flaws in that. I will go talk to them. I don't know how much time that will buy you, but I would work fast. Okay. And Kunik, I won't use the power I clearly have over you, but if any part of you, your mind, your spirit, 
if any part has doubted the plan. Then meet me back here in 20 and we'll figure out our own. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. so afraid Lisa I was so afraid you leaned away from the mic I was like oh fuck Kunig's gonna have to tattle on her <sighs> Kunig looks at you I think my stomach will feel a lot better in 15 minutes I'll go get you a Tums she leaves yes <laughs> you turn back down the hallway Look I'm, around. I'm gonna go in my room first. Okay. To you try slip back and in. do I see um and have any guards like on either side of the hallway are watching me? Give me a perception check. Okay. Ten. Ten. You look. You essentially like you pull open the curtain to your room. You look left down the hallway um, where like the bathroom is and the 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 hallway that leads back to the actual main Kiesa room. You don't see anyone there. You look towards Ardrahan's office. You know that he is still in the Kiesa, so there's no movement in that direction. All clear for now. You head into your room. Um, I oh. open up my closet and let oh, Stilton oh, out. Oh, just as it like immediately like. <laughs> You see a small pile of uh, (laughs) um, rat bones (laughs) and owl pellets. Nice job. Stilton, we're moving. With me now. And (laughs) put him on my arm. Hops up. And I will cast invisibility. Ooh. You take out the necessary components. An eyelash and gum Arabic. <laughs> um, and you press them together and mumble the incantation as your body <sighs> flickers from vision. And as I step out of the room, I will just kind of, uh, you know, hold my arm aloft and send Stilton hopping down the opposite way down the hallway. So that if anyone is like walking down the hallway, they'll be like, the Stregorid is familiar. <laughs> or, oh, weird owl, actually, because we I'll haven't never even met seen. fucking Stilton. <laughs> Um, still in, like, you throw him off and he kind of flutters into the rafters and then kind of coasts down a little bit. And Let me know if anyone's coming this way. Ooh, and salutes you with the little little wing um, and heads down the hallway as you turn and silently approach the office. Give me a stealth check just as a starting, a cursory thing here. Cool. I'm begging my dice to get a fucking grip. I love them for that nat 20, but like, come on, guys. That was them being like, oh, so sorry about okay, literally the past fine. hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> about the past two episodes. <laughs> Christ. Holy shit, another nat 20 on myself. <laughs> yes, fucking finally. Using invisibility, silent as you can, you sneak down the hallway barely a sound coming from underneath your crocs. You approach the door and you look at it. You see that there is a locking mechanism on the door. And you remember that Arjahan did open it at, you know, his own way. So 
How would you like to proceed with that? You will come out of invisibility if right. you do anything else. I will also let you know that you can, in theory, try and, like, fuck with the lock a little bit. Right. I hold up my sending stone. Yo, smite! There's a pause. Hey, a little busy, but what's up? How do you open a fucking doorknob without a spell? Oh, fuck. Okay, um... Get, get I got close a bobby to it. pin. That's okay. Good start. Put my your hair ear got to the cut. Door. By the way, I've been pinning back my bangs. Oh, at an awkward length. Send a pic. We have to but go fast. Later, later. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, get low to it. Okay. You Guys put your ear to it. pictures with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You have to jailbreak it though. All right. You put your ear to it. He kind of guides you through. I will let you make a sleight of hand check. Okay. Cool. You, you don't get to. I mean, you add. I think you just add zero to that. But instead, essentially. You won't be rolling with disadvantage with okay. Smite on the phone guiding Coaching you. Coaching me through breaking into a vault. <laughs> He's like, I'm really busy right now, but I, uh, yeah, I can give you I a few seconds. I figured you'd have some practical knowledge. I, yeah, this is, I'm good at this, but uh, again, just gotta go quick. 17. You fiddle with the bobby pin. <laughs> oh, you. I'm so fucking proud. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Don't die phone goes silent as the door creaks open and you once again see the musty messy study of sacerdote arjahan i wait for maybe a half a minute to see if like someone comes running to be like the sacerdote's alarm spell has gone <laughs> off <laughs> um okay give me a perception check okay second chance with sight this is sight based yes <laughs> the same thing. No, no. A little higher. Uh, 13. 13. You look around, and again, it doesn't seem like anyone's approaching yet, um, but you do look around the space, and even though 13 is not necessarily that high, I will tell you that I think your eye burning in your skull reminds you almost that you have to be aware when treading in a powerful, powerful entity's room. Yes. There is a strong possibility that some things could be trapped. Right. There is a even higher likelihood that there are things that you may not want to touch, just in general. Word. Okay. I'm going to close my eyes and kind of um, shutting out, like, the burning red vision of that red eye and instead letting, like, the cooling blackness of divination magic, like, kind of dampen that fire. I will cast Locate Object on... I just have to have seen the object before, yeah, so right? E either I'll the, do it on the map. The map, okay. You come out of invisibility. The door is closed so no one can see you. You begin to look around and phase into this divination. You hear a slight ping coming from behind the desk. I kind of walk to the front of the desk and like hands behind my back, peer over it a little bit as opposed to like stepping behind the desk. Do I see, is it drawers? Is it their safe? You see the chest. Mm. It has been brought down and back into his quarters, perhaps during this party. They have, maybe they used like a back door or something, mm. but essentially they've recovered it and brought it back here. And do I see the keys? Give me another perception check. Okay. 
19. You look around. Actually, 23. Ooh, okay. You look around with the 23. You don't see them, but you do see that there are several drawers on this desk. It's very possible that they could be in those drawers. And I'll tell you, the total number of drawers, it looks like there are six. Three on each side. Okay. Um, you got a <laughs> one in six chance. Yeah. I will take um, my mage hand and, oh, I've been with Sasardote. He's been drinking. He's, you know, maybe been doing other things. Have I noticed which hand is his dominant hand? Goddamn. Your eye analyzing battle tactics, your mind keen and able to memorize details. Like which side is his scythe drawable from? He holds his scythe in his left hand. Okay, so I will, using my mage hand with the uh, acrylic nail, just gently tug um, open a little bit the top left-hand side drawer. Okay, you tug open the top drawer. It comes open with ease. This one does not seem to be locked. You look inside and you don't see any keys. You mostly see a variety of texts and like various books, old orcish religious texts that are like kind of like those small little paper Bibles almost. Right. Um, you also see um, what looks to be a small container. It looks, I'll just tell you, it kind of looks like drugs might be held in it, <laughs> if that makes sense. Okay. It looks like a kind of subtle little um, box. I'm a teen going through an adult's drawer <laughs> and I stumble upon drugs. I guess I'll kind of sniff the box. Give me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> the shit's strong. Hold on, but I add a lot. <laughs> okay, you better. 16? It's a DC 15. I, I rolled up. I'm, I was already sweating, and I'm sweating so much more. I rolled a more. 7, but I add plus 9 to my con rolls because of the necklace. You briefly, like, whoa, and you feel, like, a slight, like, salvia rush as your head, like, blood <laughs> rushes to your head. You want your pupils dilate in different sizes. No, 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 not now, not now, not now. Take a deep breath and put the box down. And the, the room does look a little bit more colorful, but <laughs> so far, so good. I open up the right-hand drawer with the mage hand. You open up the right-hand drawer with the mage hand. This drawer has a number of documents in it. Just on a first glance, I will just tell you right off the bat, these look to be kind of treaties between the various mm. um, leaders. This is just like, these look to be the most recent agreements. And a lot of them you see are kind of... The orcs trying to reel in the goblins, like trying essentially. The goblins seem to be prone to kind of going out on their own and launching attacks against elves and either losing or kind of having a Pyrrhic victory where, you know, a lot of them are lost in the process. And though goblins do make babies pretty fast and grow up really fast, um, the orcs are like, Hey, this is really just an unwise strategy. You're kind of throwing bodies at the problem. Mm -hmm. And also the fact is that you're giving our enemies more information. Right. You know, like you're kind of every time you fight them, you're revealing more and more about us. Right. So it's a lot of stuff to try and reel them in. You see okay. documents that have been drafted up and correspondences with the giant queen that seem to be about like how essentially half of the giant kin are totally unaffiliated with the first might now mm -hmm. that everything's fallen apart. 
This, and I'll say that you kind of flick open the drawer below it, these two drawers are filled with paperwork that basically just sums up the situation that the first might is in, which is disorganized, frustrated, chomping at the bit for something to fight for. Okay. Zola's getting nervous that some time is passing by, so I will flick open, um, you know, another drawer on the left. Give me a luck check. Now we're going to leave it to luck. Mm, six. You put your hand on the drawer and tug. Mage hand. You put your mage hand on the drawer and you tug and you see glyphs light up and there is a kind of crackle of electricity, but then they settle. It's again. I peer into the drawer to see if anything's actually in there. You peer into the drawer and you see three keys. Can I take them out with my mage hand? You go to take them out with your mage hand and you feel like it's getting kind of flickered and dispelled by this electric sort of magic. Zola takes a deep breath, shakes out her hand, and then just plunges her hand right into the drawer. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Yep, that's an eight. Okay. I have a lot of dice, Noah. Yeah, sorry about that. 39 damage as electricity <laughs> shoots up your arm. Your body locks up just like shaking as you strain and grab the keys and yank your hand out, stumbling back and crashing against the back wall where you see a hide blanket falls down to reveal a mirror. Do you look in the mirror? No, Brazola's probably looking at the keys in her hand and like shaking off her hand be like, fuck fuck okay you whew, look at the keys in your hand you have them it looks like this information might be so valuable that they didn't want you to destroy it the strategies here are wild i will go and essentially um redo the puzzle redo the puzzle i make sure that like they haven't like reset this chest to like read different orcish words yes it looks the same and just to essentially clarify that process essentially the mages that are at work here with in tandem with ardrahan kind of shift the glyphs to change the puzzle essentially um but yeah you take the time inserting each key turning them all and then pressing them in and it opens once again and you see a spell book and a rolled up scroll a map you get a message in your head he's heading back that way he's coming with the gob king and a representative from the giant queen because she is too big to fit in the back and then Hiyani. if you've got what you got you've got to get out of there now grab the scroll grab the map tuck them into my pants and then um, if I hear footsteps already down the hall, then I will try and find the back way that they brought this chest in. Okay. Give me a perception check flat because this is just by hearing. Okay. 21. 21. You listen out and at first you don't hear anything, but then you get a little oh, in your head as Stilton is the first to spot them close enough now. You see that he kind of sends you a little message do how do you want me to deal with them 
Do you want me to distract or do you want me to come back? Doing this and making that choice, you get advantage on this stealth check as you do exit out of the Sacerdote's study and turn and see that there is one more hallway that leads from here that you had noticed before that could lead to other places. Okay. Yes, I, I just run from whichever the direction the footsteps are coming in. You begin to charge. I'm pretending to look like drunk, like I'm stumbling, but... You know, my hair is hanging in front of my face, but behind my hair, I'm just like a mask of determination, completely sobered up now. You hear the chaos of hoo hoo and scratching. <laughs> of, as How did a freaking dowel get in here? My God! Cop King's shite! I'm so sorry! I'm so sorry! <laughs> um, as <laughs> you have no idea what Stillen's doing. Come hell, Stillen! Give me a, let's see, give me a luck check for Stillen to see okay. if Stillen's gonna make it out of this. Or they're just like, oh, they're just gonna owl. cut him down from the sky. <laughs> or just set him free outside. They're just like, go, get Be free! <laughs> Don't harm the mighty owl! Twelve for still in. Twelve for still in. You rush down the hallway. This hallway essentially leads around, kind of following the curved shape of the Chiesa. And as you make it towards the back, you see a number of kind of curtain-blocked areas. You see some servants walk out of them, some of them coming up from stairs that must lead to another area down, like a, like a dungeon, perhaps, or some sort of basement area they've carved out for the, essentially, temporary usage of this space. You look around, uh... And it looks like one of these has a draft coming from it. Um, I'll kind of grab the um, nearest like waiter, someone who's by me. Go, excuse me, I need fresh air. That way, oh, fast, fast. Stay ready. I'm gonna barf. (laughs) Oh, uh, that way. I run. Um, points towards an emergency exit. Thank you, you, Greer. I owe you. Stay ready. Owes me. Uh, As you rush out into the coming night air, the sounds of raucous partying echoing throughout the entire city of Affinage. Apparently the party is not simply in the Chiesa, it is spread throughout the city. Where are you headed and what do you think Zola is thinking right now? Thinking pure like step by step. I've got the map. I've got the spell book. I said I'd meet Kunik at my room. I don't know if she's coming but I made a promise, and I will just head back in the main entrance, pretending like I was just kind of outside, like smoking a cigarette or something, and head back towards my room with the map and the spell book, like shoved underneath my jacket. Give me a stealth check. 10. You come in, kind of arms wrapped around you. You are still a little tipsy, but as, you know, you're mentally mm-hmm. sobered up now. Your body is kind of catching up to that. So mm-hmm. you're, you like stumble in, you're kind of, Holding your, your puffy jacket closed, uh, hand over your mouth as you like walk through. People are like, hey, Stregorene, coming up, trying to give you a high five. And you're like, oh, no. no. Yeah, you know, the liquor, the orcish liquor is stronger than human liquor. I got to go to my room, guys. Everyone's like, oh, I can't take oh, you see. I'm uh, tapping out, I'm tapping out. You see Bob goes, oh, don't bully her. It's not her fault. I start a chant, Stregorene can't hang. Stregorene can't hang. The group starts cheering. You see Andre oh, just me, like, guys. 
Uh, <laughs> Andrehan's not there, but you can tell that he would definitely squash this if he were there. <laughs> uh, but you head out showing that a good leader has good humor about their limits. Um, and you head back to your room. You're back to your room. You open the curtain. And Kunik is sitting on the bed waiting for you. Oh my fucking god, I really thought you were going to leave oh, me alone. How'd it go? What happened? I have it. We have to go fast. Is there anyone you want to say goodbye to? No, no, no. There's no one. Okay. Zola, maybe knowing in her mind that she might be steamrolling a little bit here, but like, Kunik, I'm sorry, forgive me for, for deciding your fate, but a lot of people's faith rests upon you helping me right now. I will help you then. Okay, let's look at this map. Okay, you guys roll the map out and it looks to be a map of the region of the north that you're in, the kind of eastern section. As you scan it over, you see Ivorom is marked in the north. It, it, it looks like just drawn on this map, it's a massive snowflake-like city. It's as if half of it is submerged under the ground and these wow. massive kind of crystalline spires forming a snowflake wow. shape. You follow the path. You see that your placement currently is just one of the locations where this city has been. It looks like it's moved maybe twice in its entire existence here. Mm. Once when it first arrived and where it was like at the base of the mountains. The second where it was essentially moving a little too far like west and apparently came into some trouble there and then where it is now in this valley. As you look and you follow that path, you see several areas have been like shaded out. And as you begin to look at it, you gather that though this does not indicate the exact location, this map has essentially been used over the years to try and find your mother. To rule out where she's not. out areas, exactly. And you see that the vast majority of this map has been colored out except for the area between Ivrholm and Afinash. Almost a direct path. Maybe. Maybe the elves gave her sanctuary. It's me. She left, and I'll say this. The elves aren't necessarily fond of us, so I don't know if they would have, or... I don't know, but based on this map, at least heading that way is better than being here. They're kind of fond of me. At least a few. You met elves? And you did not slay them? I've got a lot of friends, Kunik. And no, I don't really just go around slaying people. Un unless they try to slay me first. That's fair. You, I did come for you first, yeah. How do we get out of this city without being seen? Every place you snuck around as a child, every every place you hooked up with a cute orc where you know, your, your guardians couldn't find you. I need to know where I can be hidden. I know it just sounds like I want you to go out and have a party with me, but I think that the best bet might be going to fondue me dirty and using that as some sort of cover. Like and we have a wild night and the striker rate disappears and loses her guards. Something like that, yeah. Let's go to the bar! Bar night? Let's keep the party going! Yeah, let's... 
Let's tell everyone that we're moving to the bar. We'll overwhelm the area with people. This is a much more open space. It's easy to see where people go, but that's much more crowded over we there. We pack the people in. Block party. Block party. You get those three goblins on stage and everyone will be looking at them. Okay. We need Gruyere at the card tables. Dealing. Absolutely. He cannot <laughs> play again. He cannot afford to do that again. All right. Uh, do you have um, a, a bag or anything? Uh, yeah. She pulls off like a satchel. I will put the map and spell book in her bag because I think that she is potentially less likely to be searched than I am if we get caught. I'm trusting you. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. Okay. I know they're my burden to carry, but... Thirteen? She takes them from you and looks. Tell me if I'm asking too much. This is all too much, but... There's something different about you, and... I like that different. I want life to be different. It's easy to stay at home, Kunek, and think about what could be, but it's really good when you take that first step outside. Well, let's go take a step. The two of you head out of your bedroom back down the hallway to the raucous group of first might civilians and nobles alike partying. Kunik announces, let's take this thing to the bar. Give the people a chance to clean up in here. Uh, and the crowd roars in approval. The leaders of this of these factions are still in Arjahan's office. Mm -hmm. So as of right now, they do not have a say in where the party is going. Rallied by Kunik and their Stregorede, the party begins to surge out into the streets, <laughs> rejoining all of the others who are already out there partying, nice. drinking, and eating at various I bring carts. all of the bottles and I start instructing servants to like wheel out the food. I'm like, get these tables outside of the people. Rallying the servants to just move things into the streets. You see people rush over and excitedly begin to gobble down and drink up the finest quality products in all of Afinage. I don't want a roasted suckling left in the kitchen. Roar! <laughs> Everyone roars as you guys begin to move down the main avenue towards Fondue Me Dirty and your potential escape from Afinage. And that is where we'll end our session today. Guys, it's a hundred fucking degrees in the studio. It's very fucking cold. I am made of liquid and most of it has been evaporated. But thank Let's you. Let's move this party to <laughs> the living this room, party to your air conditioning room. room. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you especially to our Eldritch patrons. If you would like to become an Eldritch patron, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. That is also our socials. That is all of us everywhere. It's all our stuff. Baby, come and support us. We got good things in the works. Leave us a review. We don't really plug that a lot, yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of you listening now. Apple. Or you can also rate us on Spotify yeah. too. You can rate podcasts once you've listened to them, a couple episodes. So Take if you crack. haven't done all the things, you know, do the things. Do us if a favor. You, do do us the things. Hey, listen, this episode, what's today's date? Today's Tuesday the 19th. Next week is Tuesday the 26th. Mm hmm. All right, this the episode August came 2nd, out right? after my birthday, but so my for my birthday, 
<laughs> give me the gift of maybe a sub. For Noah's and late birthday. For my late birthday. Maybe go and check out our work on the Patreon. It's so worth it. And there's also an incredible playlist up there from Lisa Cultivated. Oh, yeah. If you want to listen to all my sad indie girl bops, I made an um, all-female singer playlist. That is the um, Gorgonzola's Vibe playlist. And if you want to get an insight into Zola's character and the kind of music that inspires my choices in D&D, baby, I love to base a character off a song. I do it all the time. So check it out it, you know if you're handy enough and smart enough you could just find it that's true you, you could, could just you if could you just know find spotify it. enough you could just find you could it just find it but at that point once you've done that work you may as well give, just give us a dollar you may just give us a dollar <laughs> think about the work that went into making this beautiful podcast you so too I, I plug doing your own little detective thing doxing me Dox finding Lisa. my spotify my public playlists <laughs> and then reward yourself with um the prize of charity you yes with the prize <laughs> of charity and look we're gonna leave you with that it's today called backwards patreon backwards patreon that's the 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 surprise that you could give us the best birthday present of all um of course go and listen to the various other incredible D podcasts that are out there i will once again shout out chasm quest because i love you guys um and i am almost caught up and i'm very very excited Ooh. to catch up um anybody else you want to plug any other things you want to shout out no you always steal my social plugs so. i know i'm which sorry which one of us does that really I'm, i know what am i thinking Really? You okay. don't have enough with the editing. Let me just let me just roll. That's an eight. I fail my death save. Um also again, thank you so much for listening. Stay cool. Stay cool. Oh my god, I'm literally gonna go change my entire outfit. And until next time, try not to die. All hail our Eldritch patrons. Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Elana, Emily, Jacob, James, Joey, Kate, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die.